0: Welcome back to the Huskies Howl. We have a very special guest here today on the Howl, and that is Jeff Chaperon, the hitting coach here for your Huskies. He coaches in college. He's coached in high school recently, so he knows how to work with the youth of baseball. And I'm super excited to be able to talk to him and pretty much learn how he coaches his players, how he recruits, and how he goes about being a coach in college baseball today which hopefully will translate very well over to the Northwoods League. So, without further ado, let's get hitting coach Jeff Chaperon on the Huskies Howl. Hey, coach, how are you? Pretty good. How are you? I'm good. Did everything with the app work out all right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Cool. Can you um, can you hear me all right? Oh yeah, I can hear you perfectly. Okay. Yeah, I uh, I just got out of my radio show and I figured hey, I'll send him a text see if he's ready. <laughs> yeah we're actually uh we're in
1: we're in quarantine right now for two weeks so I don't have much going on
0: oh really yeah
1: uh I'm at yeah I'm at home I'm well I'm at my apartment in uh, Shreveport but uh we had you know we had a road trip this past weekend and uh got back and had a couple guys with symptoms you know, yesterday morning so we ended up having to get the whole team tested and about seven of them got it and since we uh, we're all on the bus together, the whole team's quarantined for two weeks. You know, like twenty five oh, of us. Yeah, like twenty five of us tested negative, but we still gotta can't 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 go on campus for two weeks. So you, ever, you said us. Does that mean you tested negative? I tested negative, yeah. But the oh, guys, yeah. actually, three of the guys that got it were sitting right behind us, coaches on the bus. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I gotta got a quarantine for two weeks, but yeah, I tested negative. So
0: good. Good. Did, did you know, like the, the symptoms that they were having? Cause I had it in November and I had a fever for two hours and then I didn't have smell or taste for two weeks and that was it for me. But.
1: Uh, I don't know exactly. I know they kind of, I think one of them woke up sweating yesterday morning. Um, I know we had another guy test positive that, I mean, he was pretty, he was pretty mad about it because he didn't have any symptoms at all. And he was wanting to go and get retested and stuff. And, um, but that's the thing about it is is you just, you can have no symptoms and, and still get positive, which kind of sucks, but
0: yeah. And that's what's like crazy about, uh, I'm a manager for the football team at U of M and okay. get tested four times a week now because they just can't afford to have any positive tests Yeah, because of how many people are in the freaking facility. So, yeah, yeah, no, it makes sense.
1: Now, if I, if I leave this app, will it keep me on?
0: Um, I'm assuming you have an iPhone. If you swipe up, it shouldn't take you away from it. You should just talk. I use it for notes sometimes. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um. Really quick. I'm certainly the worst thing I could do right now is botch your last name. Will you do it for me real quick? Chaperon. Uh, okay. Perfect. Just I I <laughs> I don't want to say like <laughs> chaperin or something like that because <laughs> last name is going tricky. All... I've heard everything. <laughs> um. Is there any questions that you have for me before we start? I mean, it it just be like regular conversation like we're starting in blues
1: yeah no I mean I've, I've never done one of these so you know we'll oh, yeah. <laughs> see how it goes but
0: yeah I don't know if you've listened to the other two but it, it's pretty much just Greg and Marcus we we just talked you know like just like actual conversation because I, I want to get to know you guys so that way during the season when I actually broadcast the games it'll be a lot better so I can you know get notes from you guys before the game on what you guys think and that way I'm, I'm building relationships I guess
1: yeah, no, that makes sense. I listened to a little bit of the the one with uh, with Marcus, and it sounds pretty good, man. It's, you're
0: doing a great job on it. Yeah, I was I was excited because I can. I think I told everyone that I'm only going to be there for half the year, so I'm kind of putting in, I'm kind of playing the kiss ass role right now and putting in, <laughs> putting in the work I can before I end up leaving for football season. But yeah. I'll be back for the year following too, so I'll get okay. my full season in one way or another. But um we start at the four minute mark if that works for you that way i have a clear time to start it yeah that's fine cool Um, yeah i don't really think there's anything else i need to let you know before we start if you hear anyone in the background that's my roommate screaming because he's in a meeting too but we'll start at 410 now because i'm pretty sure you can hear him too okay Wovenodes interview with Coach Chaperon, the hitting coach here in Duluth. How are you, Jeff?
1: Doing well, Zach. How about you?
0: I'm doing well, man. Um, now I'm not sure exactly where Elport is, but what's the weather like where you're at right now?
1: Uh, it's pre- it was pretty good today and yesterday. Um, we got we got quite a bit of snow last week. We were actually closed all last week. Um, got about half an inch of ice and then about seven inches of snow and then some more ice and it just didn't go anywhere for a whole week and you know of course the whole south was was hit with it and so wasn't a plow to be seen anywhere so it pretty much stayed on the roads for a whole week until it just melted away um but yesterday and today were pretty nice it got up to i think 71 today
0: and the sun was out so things are looking up hopefully it stays around gotcha so lsu four is in louisiana i just I typed it into my in my laptop you guys are down in louisiana then
1: yeah, yeah, we're in Shreveport, Louisiana. Yeah, gotcha. So, okay. so how far about, away is
0: that from Baton Rouge?
1: Uh, it's about four hours north of Baton Rouge. Maybe three and a half. It's about three hours directly east of Dallas. We're right, right, kind of. You know, I mean, I can drive thirty minutes and be in Texas. Uh, oh, right, right okay. in uh, <laughs> yeah, right, right in northwest uh, Louisiana.
0: So, a quick question about that because I'm last year, everyone that's listened to this and has followed a little bit along with me that saw my profile picture. I do go to University of Michigan in Ann Arbor. But yeah. I my freshman year, I went to the University of Michigan at Flint because I was one of the kids that wasn't smart enough to get into Ann Arbor my first year. <laughs> but uh, is LSU Shreveport, is that like a deal with Michigan, how it's kind of like a satellite school to LSU at Baton Rouge?
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah, so our degree says uh, Louisiana State University.
0: Um, Got it. Okay. You know, yeah, it's
1: it's part of the same system.
0: And now that's an NAIA school, and I also understand that you were at a perennial powerhouse JUCO program. What what was the transition like from a JUCO school to an NAIA school in Shreveport?
1: Uh, it was it was a lot different. You know, last year, you know, I, I loved my time in in Oklahoma. At, at I was at Northern Oklahoma College in Enid, um, you know, I loved my time there, and, and and Coach Mansfield there, they do a great job, and. You know, I was I was incredibly grateful. I was planning on being there for a while, but then I got this job, you know, opportunity, and it came up, and you know, came down here for it. And it's it's you know, obviously in JUCO, the players are all you know eighteen and nineteen, and I think we might have maybe two or three guys under the age of twenty one. You know, we have a pretty veteran group, and most of our guys come from JUCO or transfer in, and I mean, we've got some guys that are twenty three, twenty four years old, so you know, just that age difference makes makes a huge difference when you're coaching them. You you, you can kind of talk to them a little bit differently. They kind of, they've been around a little bit more. They they kind of understand a little bit more about the game. Um, you know, just different things like that. It's, I like it a lot better. Um, you know, I love being at the JUCO, but it's, it's tough. It gets tough to, to recruit in and to recruit out. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, gotcha. it's just a little bit easier being able to focus on just, just one avenue of that. And then, you know, not, not worrying about it after that. But um but I played, played, played Juco ball and uh am a huge advocate for JUCO baseball, so so I, I was I was incredibly grateful to spend a year there and you know, like I said, I'd planned on being there longer, but you know, sometimes opportunities come up that you can't pass up, so
0: Yeah, absolutely. And how old are you? I'm twenty six. So you <laughs> you're only about you know, five, six years older than a lot of these kids then, so that must make this next point pretty easy for you is what what role do you play? in recruiting both for your, your college team and for the Huskies, because I know it's kind of a unique way that the Huskies recruit the whole Northwoods league, even whole collegiate summer league teams around the country recruit. Yeah.
1: Um, so, so here at Shreveport, I kind of, you know, we have a, another, we have another assistant who, who's our recruiting coordinator and he does the bulk of it. You know, there's three coaches on staff. So, so two of us, you know, our head coach and me, we, we run a lot of things at practice and stuff like that. And that way he can be on the road as much as possible. And, and he's, uh, you know, he's great at what he does. His name's Stephen Brown. He's, you know, he's been at the division one level before. And he's, uh, you know, he, he knows a lot of people around the country and he's really good at what he does. So he does a lot of that. I'll do a little bit, you know, from time to time, obviously, you know, I know people back in Enid and the JUCO level and, and I'll get with people. And, you know, if I hear of a name, I'll, you know, I'll talk to people about it and cross-check it and stuff like that. Um, and I'll go out every now and then. I think I went out a couple times in the fall and I'll go out some in the spring. It just kind of depends on, you know, what our schedule's looking like for practicing games and stuff. And as far as, you know, in the Northwoods league, and you know, when I took the job uh, Mark's had already done an, an incredible job putting the roster together. We had pretty much the entire roster full. Um, you know, we're, we're still looking for a couple pieces here and there. And, and, you know, I used some of my contacts and, and some guys that I knew and even some guys that I previously coached um, to get up there. Uh, I know we have a kid coming from, in Northern Oklahoma Enid that I coach that, that we're really excited about and I have a great relationship with. So just kinda you know, just pieces here and there to kind of kind of finish out the puzzle, um, if you will.
0: Yeah, and you are the hitting coach here. You're all an assistant, but I'm assuming you worked with with a lot of hitting and in, uh infielders, I believe, in Shreveport. Yes. Yeah. So I run
1: the here in Shreveport I run our hitters, our infield and I also
0: do all of our strength and conditioning. Gotcha. Okay. So now when you are recruiting, what specifically do you look for in a player? I'm assuming you, you tend to recruit hitters a lot more often than pitchers, but what, what exactly do you look for in a, in a player? Because I know when Marcus and I were talking that he really, Coach Pointer, for those of you who don't know his first name, um, he really likes speed and a guy that has, you know, high character, good attitude. What exactly do you look for when you're recruiting a guy?
1: Uh, as far as the hitting side of the ball, the the, the main thing I look for is consistency. Um, you know, one of, one of the biggest pieces to me at the plate is having your barrel in the zone for a long amount of time. And that's something that can become you know difficult to teach. And a lot of guys do it naturally. And those guys that do it naturally will end up hitting more consistently and better over time because, you know, obviously they're in the zone for a longer amount of time. They can be off time with the pitch and still, you know, hit the ball hard. And, and that's one of the things I definitely look for. And And there's a certain it's kind of hard to explain sometimes there's a certain look of a kid that that you know is is a good baseball guy is a good baseball player um, you know whether he's you know the way he carries himself the way he the way he acts in between innings the way he goes on and off the field the way he interacts with his teammates I mean you can just kind of tell a lot of times that, that you know that's a guy that I need to start looking at and a lot of times when I go and you know if I'm just watching a game, that I don't really know anybody at. I'll just kind of look around and I'll I'll spot a, a guy kind of like that and I'll kind of hone in on him and keep my eye on him and see how he does. And and a lot of times you can kind of tell you know even if a guy goes zero for three, zero for four, you can tell by his swings that you know this guy's you know he's got a, he's got a chance. He's athletic. He's he understands the game. You know, because because that's one piece that I feel like is is beginning to get lost in the game of baseball at our level is is understanding the game, understanding where to be understanding counts understanding how you're being pitched and and guys that that already have that coming here you know that makes our job a lot easier we can just focus on making them better developmentally and you know not having to teach them the game of baseball at the same time because they already understand you know where to be and 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 how the game is played so that's
0: definitely one of the main things I look at and so what exactly now is your baseball background I know I think you said I'm pretty sure I cut you off but uh, you say you played JUCO. What what else is your baseball background like?
1: Yeah, so I've, I've been I've been all over the place. I played junior college ball in Illinois, uh, Southeastern Illinois College. Um, I then transferred to Lee University down in Tennessee. Um, played there for a year and, and you know I played a lot and and I liked the school. It just wasn't it wasn't really the right fit. I wanted to be a little bit closer to home, and I uh, so I went back to Spalding University in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, and in between there I spent summers in North Carolina and Alaska which is actually where I first met uh, Marcus when he was coaching up there in Alaska. <laughs> out of and all was, places. <laughs> yeah yeah so then I uh, took a job after after I graduated back at my high school in, in Lexington Kentucky um, for one year and we actually we were fortunate enough to win the state championship. Yeah you that got year a so. ring out
0: of it didn't you?
1: Yeah yeah that was a lot of fun we had a we had a really good group of players and you know, you'll, I'm sure in the next couple of years, you'll start hearing some of their names if you haven't already. Um, you know, one of them is the starting catcher at South Carolina. We got another guy at Indiana. It's uh, it was a really good group. Um, you know, I was very fortunate and then took the job in Oklahoma. And then obviously, you know, COVID hit and went back home for a little while and then took this job. And, you know, that's uh, obviously I had a summer. I spent a summer in the Hamptons League coaching. That was my first summer ball coaching oh, job. Wow.
0: And that was not this past summer, but the one before. Twenty nineteen. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. So uh, that actually was a transition kind of into one of my next questions that we talked about earlier. Is what what's exactly the difference for you between coaching at the high school level and college? Because I'm sure it's a big step up.
1: Yeah, it definitely is. You know, in high school, you know, we we, we ran our program, you know, almost like a college program, but at the same time, you know, I, I worked another job. I was showing up at you know 230 for practice and leaving at six and you get to college and it's a full-time job you know you're showing up at 9 a.m every morning and, and you're leaving at six or seven and on game days it could be 12 13 hour days and you know you're basically doing doing everything you're not just the coach you're you know you're the, the academic advisor you're the the tutor you're you know all that good stuff and, and that's just not something that you deal with in high school and you know that's kind of what I always wanted I, did, I didn't want to you know, work another job I wanted my life to be baseball and I wanted my life to be you know, helping, helping young men, you know, achieve their dreams, really, whether that be in baseball or in life. And, you know, there's a lot more opportunity to do that at the college level. And that, that's
0: what I really like about it. And it certainly seems like right now, at least, you're pretty well-traveled because you were in Kentucky. You won a ring there. You went to a need, right, at Northern Oklahoma, and then you went to the Hamptons? Uh, I went to the Hamptons before I went to Enid. Oh, Enid, um, my bad, okay. yeah. Enid, so uh, yeah. Kentucky, Hamptons, Enid. Somewhere in mm-hmm. Alaska, maybe. Now, Duluth. yeah,
1: I, I, I play. I played in Alaska back in back in
0: college. Okay, okay, I got my timeline a little bit mixed up. If you couldn't tell, but uh yeah. <laughs> you yeah, certainly no, seem well traveled.
1: It's, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, what has that sudden change it's, kind of uh, been
0: like? If you can uh, touch on like each spot, like how it's been different in each spot, if you know what I mean. It's... <sighs>
1: you know it, it's I, i'm grateful for it because it's it's allowed me to see parts of the country i mean when when else are you going to get the chance to go up to alaska or or to spend a summer in the hamptons mm, you know i was especially for yacht baseball summer but yeah i mean i wasn't you know i wasn't on a yacht all summer up there but <laughs> but it was still cool to be up there but it 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 helps you make relationships a lot easier because you're 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 constantly forming new relationships and making new connections you know with new people and 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 that's always something that growing up I you know, I didn't I wouldn't have struggled with, but I never really branched out. And then once I got to college and started moving around now that I'm coaching, you know, I have to because, you know, you move to a new city, you're working with new people, you you know, you got new friends, you're you gotta meet new people somehow and you got to make those new connections
0: or you'll just be alone all the time. Yeah. And certainly about being in Duluth, we we're talking about you being a hidden coach what do you think is unique about your coaching style like what are some things you may tell your players that other coaches may not be saying to their kids
1: well and one of the things that I think about that is is really important is I try to I try to look at things that you know a lot of these kids have been have had coaches their whole lives that have been telling them the same stuff and and a lot of times that stuff could be right but the more they hear it the more they just kind of it kind of goes in one ear and out the other. Mm -hmm. So you got to find as many different ways as possible to say the same thing. Um, And and that's something that I try and do a lot of is to try and kind of say the same thing that they've been hearing their whole life, but in a different way. So maybe it clicks a little bit better and, you know, they hear something new and maybe that clicks with them a little bit more than, than what they, you know, like as an example, um, you know, as far as the swing, you know, you hear, you hear a lot of coaches say stay inside the ball. Um, you know, that's that's a big one that that every kid here is growing up. And, and I heard it, too. And, and in my experience, it turns into you know, just kind of pushing your hands through. And so I kind of took that and I thought, well, what about just attacking the inside of the baseball? Because to me, that just comes off as more more of an aggressive mentality. And it comes off as a little bit more closer to what I actually want them to do. And they they've never really heard anything like that before. So really, for me, that's it's it's about finding new ways to say the same things they've been hearing. Um, and I like to use a lot of visual aids too. Um, you know, obviously with with, with major league hitters or, or with high level college hitters, and kind of showing them what 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 certain things should look for. You know, I believe there's there's parts of the swing that that everybody should look pretty pretty similar.
0: And if you're not, you're probably not doing something mm-hmm. right. And so. I don't know if it's going to be you or coach pointer who makes these kind of decisions, but when it comes to setting a lineup for a game, what exactly are you going to look for one through nine? Are, are you more of a traditional guy? Like it's a one is speed. Two is a guy that you look to get on base quite a bit and then power, power, power. And then, you know, the rest of your hitters, I'm kind of interested just to see what you think about that. Uh, I, I wouldn't call myself traditional. Um, I, it
1: just, it kind of depends on the player. I just kind of, I try, I try to tailor if I'm making a lineup to to the kind of guys I have. Um, I don't really, you know, if I have, I I think your best hitter should go in the two hole um, because statistically that, that spot in the order comes up most often with runners on base. Um, You know, and then, you know, I sometimes I tend to look at the four hole as more of a double lead off as opposed to a cleanup hitter. Um, And then you, you know, you think about your lead off hitter, over the course of especially a 72-game season in the Northwoods, they're going to get the most at-bats of anybody. And so, you know, I, I want my either my second-best hitter or sometimes even my best hitter in that spot because that's the guy that's going to come up to, to the plate the most. Um, you know, I, I honestly, for me, it's – you could almost throw nine names down at random and, and it not really make that much of a difference in the grand scheme of things or on a game-to-game basis. Uh, you kind of try and play the matchups a little bit, but at the same time, you know, if you look at, if you really look at the numbers, it's a lot of the lineup stuff that that either is traditional or even the new, kind of the new age of thinking is, you know, you're talking about 600 ABs or 162 games because most of it's done on a major league schedule. Um, And when you, when you go down to, you know, even like a college schedule of 45 or 55 games, it's, it doesn't really matter all that much. Um, I try not to overthink. I just try to, you know, kind of go
0: with my gut that day and go from there. And so this is going to be an interesting transition for you. Uh, You've, you said that you've coached in a summer league before, but now you're no longer in a hot place. You're going to somewhere that just happens to be freezing cold. And of course it's not going to be in the, in the summer. (laughs) But this would be new for you. So Shreveport to Duluth, what exactly are your expectations up there?
1: Uh, I've heard a lot of good things about about Duluth and about Minnesota as a whole. I've heard it's, you know, it's beautiful up there, and I, I'm excited about that. Um, you know, the the I guess the ski slopes in the in the winter. Obviously, there won't be ski slopes in the summer, but but the terrain and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the the terrain and the and the just the nature is is something that interests me. And you know, I you know, I've, I guess I've seen pictures of tall trees. Um, <laughs> But it'll be it'll be nice to not be in you know 105 degrees all summer.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Can, a little bit of a that. breeze would be nice, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I I prefer the cold over
0: the heat. That's for sure. <laughs> um. Now I've asked Marcus and Greg both the same question. What's one team that you're looking most forward to playing? Now I know the Northwoods League is new to you, but if you mm-hmm. um, if you've looked at the schedule. I know we only play the Great Plains, which is kind of a bummer for me because I'm from Michigan. I don't I don't get to come back to my state and play um, Kalamazoo, Traverse City, or uh, I can't think of the other one right now. But um, what's the most one team you're looking most forward to playing?
1: Uh, I really don't have one. I mean, I never really knew anybody that. I mean, I knew guys that played up there, you know, briefly, but not not that much. And, and I, I never really knew much about the Northwoods. Obviously, I always knew about it and knew that it was a great league and, and the history of it. But, um, you know, I, I just – I don't know if I know enough about any of the teams to say, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to play that team or, or this team. It's it's more of just the experience of being in the league and being up there. You know, I think every team's going to be, you know, extremely competitive and, and, and every day we're going to get a new challenge or, 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 you know, see something different that's going to be you know, new or, or interesting or, or fun to, you know, try to figure out. And, you know, I, I guess – I know that's probably not, you know, I guess not not the best answer, but I just, you know, I, I don't know enough about each team to, to really hone in on one as, yeah, I'm really looking forward to play them. Um, just really looking forward to being in the, in the league as a whole and, and being in such a fun and competitive environment and with, you know, with such a good uh, a good organization, with, with staff that's, that's proven and that's
0: experienced and that's um, really good at what they do. I think the consensus among both of them was Thunder Bay, just because they get to cross the border and do something cool. But um, yeah, <laughs> I guess we're going to end up seeing if that's the, the topic for you after this season. I, I think that's a better question to ask you for next year. Yeah, yeah, probably. I, I, I guess I didn't think about
1: that yet. Yeah, getting to go into Canada would be pretty cool.
0: And have you ever been up to Canada? No, no, never been. See, I've only been there once, and it was also in the summer, so I have no clue <laughs> what the cold is going to be like up there. But, I mean, Duluth is kind of similar. Not enough to the point where yeah. it's it's quite freezing, but I'm sure you have a heck of a time down in Louisiana. But um, that, yeah, yeah. that's pretty much it for today. Um, I'm super excited to get to meet you in person. I'm sure we're going to be working a lot together, figuring out, like I said, the X's and O's. And thanks so much for coming on the episode. Yeah, absolutely, Zach. Thanks for having me. I will talk to you soon, and we will see you in the summer. Awesome, man. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. Thank you. You heard it best from the man himself there. Only 26 years old and a hitting coach in the Northwoods League. And hopefully that will bring a big culture change to Duluth with these youngsters as coaches. It's really good to have that term players coach come in handy here. Because when you understand that there's a player's coach, you know that he'll go out of his way to do things for his players, do what's best for his players, and hopefully win games because they love playing for their coach. And that translates exactly over to where I live now in Ann Arbor because I believe Juwan Howard is one of the best coaches in the country right now as a player's coach because you hear all the time about how he's changed the culture here in Ann Arbor. And I think that same thing could be happening here in Duluth with this younger generation movement. Now, there's nothing wrong with the older generation coaches, but we believe those to be a lot more systematic and statistical in their approach when it comes to coaching the game. And when you have a player's coach, the players just tend to be a little bit more comfortable. The players love to play for this coach because they've come around the culture of their program and done a good thing for that team. And I really hope the Duluth Huskies have a big culture, and maybe one of the best now in the Northwoods League with Coach Pointer and Coach Chaperon here wearing the Huskies uniform with them every day in the summer. So I'm very excited. We got both coaches down. So who's next? I'll let you guys wait and see once the fourth episode comes out very soon. Thank you for listening to the Huskies Howl, And as always, roll skis.